Welcome back, everyone. This is the Sunday night recording of the Monday morning Bleacher Brawls show. By now, you should know us, right? We're Bleacher Brawls. We're everywhere. Twitter, YouTube, BleacherBrawls.com. We have awesome stuff up there. Uh, we have all of our old podcasts. Uh, we do Twitter spaces all the time. And we're a group of guys who just loves to talk about baseball. And we hope that everyone listening likes to listen to whatever we have to put out. Uh, because without the fans, without the followers, we're just a bunch of dudes hanging out. All right. Um, tonight, I got Luke, John, and El Caballero Barnier with us tonight. And if you hadn't heard, if you're living under a rock, we have one of the two teams for the World Series already set. The Philadelphia Phillies, the Dark Horse, the underdogs, the severe underdogs of the season are in the World Series. Very strange to say. say. And as we speak, game four of the ALCS is going on. Yankees winning 2 nothing in the second inning. Or is that fourth? I can't see. Uh, Yankees are actually winning a game in the postseason against the Astros. So for John and Barnes' sake, go Yankees. All right, guys. Uh, how's everyone doing tonight? Luke, your mic is unmuted, so I'm going to go to you first. Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I had an interesting experience uh, Friday. So a, um, a friend of mine said he needed help moving a refrigerator. Um, so which was great. I'm always happy to help a friend. Uh, so I had to move it from his work to his house. And so he did it upright. He rented a U-Haul, the smallest U-Haul box truck you could find, uh, you can rent. And we drove up to his office and we went to move the fridge. It's a full-size refrigerator that was in his office. He was taken to put in his garage. And we, we, we had a, a, a pretty sweet dolly. We brought the fridge out to where the U-Haul was, opened the back. Re I reached for the ramp and I saw that there wasn't a ramp. So uh, we ended up having to just back up the, strategically back up the U-Haul as close to the curb, but not too close to the curb. So we could tip the fridge over and gently without slamming it into the side of the U-Haul and then push it in using, using all our strength, the two of us together, and then driving it to his house and then easing it down without a ramp uh, into his garage, which was a giant pain in the ass, a completely dysfunctional uh, execution of a really simple uh procedure so uh this is a public service announcement to anybody renting a u-haul don't assume that they have a ramp like we did because there are u-hauls out there at least the smaller ones the smaller ones for like a, a studio apartment that don't come with that ramp that you pull out uh from beneath the uh the sliding door uh so every word to the wise everybody when you book the u-haul or at least before you pull out with the u-haul if you need a ramp, make sure you check that there is a ramp or you could be in the same kind of hot water we were in a couple days ago. John, were you helping Luke in this move? No, this one had nothing to do with me. <laughs> and honestly, I, based off what I'm assuming we're going to be hearing throughout the rest of this podcast when we're talking about the Yankees, I probably didn't want to be around him this weekend. Yeah. 
Uh, over, overall, though, I should have had a good weekend. I played in a golf tournament yesterday. Uh, played a really, really good round. Uh, the Giants won today, going to six and one. Daniel Jones is starting to look like a legit quarterback. Um, all in all, things should have been good, but obviously the Yankees ruined that. And now we're I have to sit here for an hour and listen to Luke say all year long, every day, I said something negative about the Yankees. I just kept saying negative things. Any chance I had to say something negative about the Yankees, I said it. Some of it came true. So that means I knew it all along. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. I got to hear it. I did say all year they would dominate all year and then get swept by the Astros. I said that exact same thing would happen. So we're going to be hearing a lot of this uh, back and forth uh, this whole episode. Uh, Barnes, uh, what's going on? I, I hope you're here to, because uh, you've been saying in our chat pretty much all all week. Well, well where are the you know in response to Luke's you know statements? Well, where are the Red Sox? Uh, I I don't know. I think they're all on vacation, probably smoking cigars, you know, having steaks, you know, enjoying their time off because they're not in the postseason celebrating anything. Uh, I think the the Red Sox have really truly taken up the the Ricky Bobby mindset of you ain't first, you're last. So they're like, ah, we'll win the World Series once every like couple of years, and then we'll just come and last a couple times. And so, eh, like whatever. It determines what you want you know hey red sox i hope you're enjoying your time off the yankees are getting close to that you know hopefully they get another couple days of of competing because that's what i like i like when seeing a team compete but like the new york giants were competing and doing it successfully they are six and one so shout out to john us giants fans we are uh facing the uh you're the worst six and one team in the nfl and i said all the wins count the same <laughs> so go giants nice doug so, how are you and i'm so, pretty sure actually just for the record i was expecting to see quite a few of those red Sox in that golf tournament i played in yesterday <laughs> um so i'm i know we'd normally do calling the shot at the end i'm gonna call my shot way too early shot for next year right now Listen, the Phillies are going to the World Series. The Phillies in the regular season were 87 and 75. The 2022 Orioles only had four less wins, right? The Orioles only have four less wins than a World Series team. Orioles in the World Series next year. Calling it. You called that already when you name when you changed the name of your fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just came across, you know, that you're calling like, your shot of Orioles Phillies World Series. That'd be pretty cool. No, with this year? No, not probably not next year. No, I don't I don't I don't know what's gonna happen next year with with the National League side, but so all right. So now that that's out of the way, the point of that was the Orioles only had four less wins than the representative for the national league in the world series this year. That's it. You can take, you can take that with what you want. Um, so I had, I don't know how you guys, uh, how your, your significant others or women in your life, um, you know, if they enjoy watching baseball too, or if it's just kind of like a, a you know, a you thing, but uh, Kayla normally watches 
baseball with me, you know. And um, so we were watching the Phillies game earlier today, and they put the starter Ranger Suarez in when there was two outs in the in the ninth inning. It was either one or two outs, and before I could huff and puff and go crazy about it, as the Yankees are pushing across another run. Um, she gets up, she starts yelling at the TV. What are you putting a starter in right now? Didn't you learn from the Mariners that you shouldn't put a freaking starter in, in the ninth inning and just let your guy, I was like, man, I'm proud right now. Cause I didn't have to get all huffy and puffy and yell at the TV. She did it for me. All right. So that's just a cool little funny thing that happened uh, today. All right. Let's go around the horn. ALCS coverage. Start with John or Barnes. Who wants to who wants to go? I'll go for it. Go uh, for it. What's going on? You want to know what's going on? The freaking Yankees stink. Um, the big thing that you know everyone's like freaking out. They're like, ah, oh, boon this, boon that. You know, the Yankees stink. Get rid of them all. Uh, one thing to just keep in the back of your minds, you know is that the Astros are literally just doing the Yankees thing a little bit better. All of their runs are coming off the home run ball. I think they have like one run in this series that was not off of a home run. And it was like Maldonado's double. So the, like the big thing right here, and it's the guys at the bottom of the Astros lineup who are coming up with those big timely home runs. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not the big guys. It's not Altuve. It's not Pena. It's not Jordan Alvarez. They're actually handling those guys pretty well. So for Yankees fans to be like, ah, well, you know, no, the Astros aren't hitting up and down your line, like up and down the lineup. They're not putting up 13 hits a game. I think the Yankees are actually doing a pretty good job. They just can't score a damn run. And that's the problem. You know, uh, John, do you have anything to add on to that sentiment? I mean, it's such a great point because it's not Altuve killing them at the top of the lineup. You know, Bregman started off pretty slow. Like it's, you know, they've actually done a pretty good job with Jordan Alvarez and that, and like what you said, that's exactly it. It's the bottom of the lineup that's producing. And I think that's kind of where I saw some of these mistakes happening over the few days, the past few days. You know, I didn't think it was necessarily fair that Isaiah kiner falefa got benched. I and mean, he's the type of guy that kind of gets those base hits. He does produce. I mean, he was on base earlier tonight already. It's just, I, I it seemed it was a weird move to me to do that. Like, or if you're going to bench somebody, maybe bench Josh Donaldson. I don't know. It just, it was weird. Um, I, I don't know. I, I haven't necessarily processed this all. And I know it's not over yet. Miracles can happen. Every single person here knows that that this, you know, a three Oh deficit can be erased. Um, but, you know, it's been a tough couple of days watching these games and just watching this team fail, not live up to uh, the expectations we had. And as a Yankees fan these past couple of years, I've just been like, yeah, we got cheated by Houston. And they weren't, they're not any good. They can't do anything without cheating. You know, 2017, they cheated. 2019, they cheated. And then this happens, you know, like, shoot, maybe I just have to accept like. Yeah, I mean, they cheated. They ruined their legacy. That's 100% on them. But these past couple of days, they have looked like the better team. Their pitching looks a little bit better than ours. Um, and their bullpen's been better than ours. And their lineup, I mean, they're 
they're not striking out at the clip the Yankees are. You know, like their stars aren't producing in the bottom lineup is, but they're not striking out at the clip the Yankees are. And I think, you know, the Yankees overthought themselves when they took Garrett Cole out, you know, in this with the sixth inning last night. That was such a huge mistake. Roll, he's your guy. You paid him all that money. Roll with him. He's pitching well. Um, I think that was just a mistake on top of it all, like all the other things I said. So, yeah, I mean, all right, Luke, it's your turn. Let's hear it. And just for the record, don't forget, I control the mute button tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it has happened before. I'm pretty sure there has been one time where a 3-0 ALCS deficit was erased. I'm not positive about that, but if we check the archives, we can probably confirm that. In fact, I know because who did Aaron Boone and the Yankees contact today to give a big rallying speech to their Yankee team that's down 0-3, but the man who was the biggest reason for overcome for the one team that ever overcame that deficit, David Ortiz. David Ortiz was asked to hype up the Yankees today. That's how desperate the Yankees have gotten because this is the biggest mismatch we've seen in this entire postseason. Uh, the Yankees can't touch Houston's pitching. 41 strikeouts in three games. Now, th- th- let me start with the caveat. They're they're up 3 nothing right now in the third inning. Um, so most, most of what I have to say is up until today. But 41 strikeouts, 12 hits, two earned runs in three games. Those two run- earned runs were uh, uh, Harrison Bader and Anthony Rizzo solo homers in game one. Uh, Justin Verlander, uh, Framble Valdez, um, Christian Javier dominated the Yankees. I mean, did they dominate them or the Yankees bats just go completely cold? It's kind of, you know, two sides of the same coin. Uh, But but John was absolutely right. The Yankees starting pitchers have all done well. Tyone went step for step uh, with Verlander for four and a third inning. Severino made one mistake uh, to Bregman. Cole made one mistake to the immortal Chaz McCormick. um, And that was a huge crime pulling him in the sixth inning. That was the seventh inning. I think it was the sixth inning pulling Cole right then. I don't know how many pitches he was at, but second and third. I think. What's that? I think he was at 96 pitches. Okay, but still, it's the playoffs. Second and third, one out. He is the best strikeout pitcher you have. So leave him in there. Let him get these guys at the bottom of the lineup. But no, they bring in Lou Trevino. Uh, you know, obviously, a uh, two-run score there, a three-run score there, whatever it was. I liken it to – look, I, I agree. I was the one Red Sox fan who agreed when Grady Little left Pedro Martinez in that game in the 2003 ALCS because Pedro's your best pitcher. Yeah, he might be a little tired, but I believe in him more than I believe in Scott Williamson to get Hideki Matsui out here. It didn't work out, but you got to go with your best gun. Cole is your best strikeout pitcher. Um, but my overall thoughts, the Astros are a better team in every facet of the game. They're they're a deep professional team. They play pretty much mistake-free baseball, and that's how you need to play uh, to win a ring. They're the best team left in the postseason. And I think Aaron Boone... Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think Aaron Boone may be gone after this season and i think it's because of pulling garrett cole i think garrett i think he's made an enemy for life now uh in garrett cole for taking him out of that game whether it was boone or a spreadsheet that made that decision i think there's going to be a huge issue in the clubhouse after that if boone's still there next year 
Um, but this is really about the Yankee hitters being abysmal. 33.6% K rate before tonight. That's a postseason record for a team with at least 200 plate appearances. They're the first team ever with three straight playoff games with a total of less than 12, less than or equal to 12 hits, 40 plus strikeouts, and three losses. Um, and uh, I mean, these averages, Trevino's hitting 67, Cabrera 91, Torres 148, Stanton 160, Judge 172, Donaldson 217, and Babe Carpenter one for nine with seven strikeouts. It's the Yankees can't touch Houston, Houston's pitching. I mean, Houston's a better constructed offensive team. What are Houston's batting averages, though? Because it's not that much better. It's not like the Yankees are just shut down. Houston's like, okay, they've scored a couple runs, but it's not like they're, like, knocking the cover off the ball. I don't think it's necessarily a mismatch. I mean, other than yesterday, they've been close games. Houston's not blowing the Yankees out. It's just it's close games, and Houston's just playing a little bit better because right now, unfortunately, they're a better team. Yeah, mistake-free baseball for the most part. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna interject here. Um, I the whole Cole thing, like it, it it's a non-issue for me, right? Because the Yankees didn't score a run anyway, so who gives a shit if Cole was in or in or not? Like I I I just think it's a non-issue. Now, if the Yankees scored two runs. And then you could go on and, you know, if it was two, two game, or if it was, you know, something close, not a, not a five, nothing, not a shutout, you know, who, who gives a shit? It was a shutout. Yankees didn't score any runs. So who, who cares what happens to the Cole? But you know? know how that works, Doug, you know, influ- you know, affecting the, the mental, you know, the approach of the hitters and stuff, you know, it could be deflating, you know, one thing goes differently not necessarily everything else goes the same way. You've got a, you got a point, you've got a point, but I'm just talking about the optics of it. You take out your ACE right then in front of the home crowd. He's walking to the dugout, uh, you know, like he just, like he just watched his dog get kicked and, and you're bringing in like what your sixth best reliever to replace him in that situation. It honestly felt like just like the whole, the energy, like there wasn't a ton of great energy in the ballpark yesterday. Why it didn't come across on TV, but it felt completely sucked out of the stadium. When that happened, the team felt lifeless. And I, I, I honestly, like when things just went off the rails, I'm like, you, there's no way the Yankees aren't scoring another run. I just felt like I it's a, and I've been a huge boon defender. I, I don't, Think, I think the Yankees are mostly run off a spreadsheet anyway, so how much can you blame this guy? But whatever that was, whether it was Boone or it was more likely the spreadsheet, it was just a massive mistake. I, it took away from the team and uh, the fans in the stadium, and it just – it was deflating. It was just a very deflating move, and I didn't think they were going to score after that. So I just I, I'm, I'm just not a big – to me, it's it's just like a non-issue, right? The Yankees have shot themselves in the foot by fucking booing Aaron Judge anyway. So who gives a shit what happens with Garrett Cole? Like, y- you have your guy who just broke the single-season Yankee home run record, and you're fucking booing him? Like, come on. That's, that's more detrimental to a team than what happens with Cole in the sixth inning and 90, you know, approaching 100 pitches. Like, that's just fine. That's, that's fine by me, you know? cheering for judge even though he's struggling like that's what gets people out of slumps in my opinion like stick with your guys man he's your guy um 
I know we mentioned the I the the thing that gets me with Boone though, and I I do I do agree that Boone may be losing his job um, after this year, but like the the whole lineup situation to me is just nuts, right? He's he's throwing he's throwing dartboards trying uh, darts at his board trying to make a lineup. He has three different leadoff hitters. He has you know, in four games, he has seven different shortstops. He has people playing in, out, in, out. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. No wonder they can't find any rhythm. I get it. They're hurt. They got some people on the shelf and that's hurting them. But to me, that's just like, what, what is going on here? Tie game. There's no consistency. Yeah, Jeremy Pena hit a three-run home run. That way there's no dead air because everyone's looking at a screen right now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, Props to whole, Barnes for making the call on that. That couldn't have been easy. I know uh, we mentioned IKF, and I know we were talking about IKF uh, a lot this year. I didn't know he was a third baseman. Uh, I also didn't know he led the league in errors made. He's a catcher, Doug. He was a catcher. He played third base before too, but, I mean, he's a, he's a catcher. And they yeah. got him to play shortstop. Yeah, that, that that's that's surprising to me. I didn't I didn't all this time, you know, th- you know, even throughout the year when we were talking about IKF and calling up one of the guys, I I had no idea. I just guess I. Here's here's my thing with the Yankees offense. You look at them now. I granted I'm the resident old of the group, but you look at this lineup and. It just doesn't seem to make any sense. This is because of the pre-programming I've had for my whole life. That's not what a lineup looks like. You know what? Because they got they got a lineup of three number three hitters, four number six hitters, and two number nine hitters. It just doesn't look like it complements each other well. Now, does that mean a damn thing when the game is being played batter to batter? Probably not. But it's when the Yank when the Astros are getting production from the bottom of their order, it just makes it feel like okay, this kind of makes a little sense now like the next this hitter leads into the next hitter they're hitting where they belong in the order i don't know i just i feel like there's something to be said for that not much to be said for it but i do think that matters in a at least a small way see this is the shit that drives me nuts about aaron boone is now nester's out because he made one mistake like i get it if he makes another mistake then they lose the game but i mean come on they came out with a trainer I'm oh, not sure. He? So I have the game on mute, so I don't know exactly what happened. But when oh. he came out, they came out with a train. Right. Well, then disregard what I just said. All right. He's um, got a strained pride. Let's do studs and duds. I know we kind of already did it. So let's just kind of go quick through this uh, so we can move on. Unless anyone else has anything uh, that needs to be said before I move on. Just has anyone else thought about how giddy Luke was today, like getting ready to talk about how horrible the Yankees are? Like, I can envision you like walking around your house, like jumping up and clicking your feet and stuff, your heels and stuff like that. Just so excited for tonight's recording. But no, let's hear Barnes. Luke uh, is like a Krampus, he just likes eating up the kids and stealing all the fun. Me, I'm trying to be like Santa Claus, trying to bring joy to everyone. And Luke's over here. He's like, yeah, I'm Krampus, baby. I'm eating up all them little kids. I'm eating up the Yankees. The Yankees lost. I'm going to celebrate because he hasn't had anything to celebrate about this year except for the demise of the Yankees. You can skip my house, Santa. I'm already in a good mood. Uh, Barnes, on our Doug and Barnes show, what did I – 
I, I forget what I predicted these two series going. I think I got the Phillies one right. I'm pretty sure I said Phillies in five. I'm pretty sure you did too. Did I, I say like, did I say Astros sweep? I think you said Astros sweep. I think I did. So, All right. So I hate Doug. He he definitely did say both of those things. <laughs> Doug right. is also not a Red Sox fan. He's an Orioles fan. I don't know. He's wearing a Red Sox sweatshirt right now. <laughs> yeah, but look at this. Hold on. You want to see some irony here? Do you have Orioles underwear on? He's showing us Orioles underpants, guys. <laughs> He's got a Red Sox sweatshirt. I do have oh, an Orioles shirt on underneath. Atop an Oreo, Orioles t-shirt. And and underpants. He just got up and took his but, pants off. And he's wearing a Tampa Bay Rays G-string. <laughs> uh, but it, it is a Trey Mancini shirt. So so you're an Astros fan. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I, I would have probably rather the Yankees win this series. but Doug is a merc. <sighs> All right, uh, studs and duds of the ALCS. Let's let's power through this. I got McCormick. <clears throat> McCormick as the stud, three for nine, two home runs, three RBI, three runs scored, two walks. Uh, and the dud is an Astro, Jose Altuve. Where did he one, go? <laughs> one for 12 going into tonight with, I think, 35 strikeouts and 12 at-bats somehow. And he's hitting 36 for the postseason. 36. Like 036? Okay. Yes, 036. Nobody just says 36. <laughs> I know. I, I just, it never, it feels weird to me when people say he's hitting 081. No, just say the number 81, 36, whatever. All right. John? Um, my duds would be the New York Yankees. Just going to go pretty general on that one. Uh, I think it speaks for itself. My studs, the Baltimore Orioles. Yes. <laughs> no, your studs should be should be the Red Sox because of Vasquez. <laughs> That's right. The Red Sox did put their stamp on this series when Christian Vasquez made Aaron Boone pay for taking out Garrett Cole. Could you imagine if this is how that trade went? We need someone who could wreck Garrett Cole. <laughs> oh, Christian Vasquez, <laughs> let's trade for his ass. And Rafael Devers is not on the trading block yet. <laughs> All right, Barnes. <laughs> you should see the dirty look Luke just gave me. <laughs> the stud, uh, Jeremy Pena, he's freaking good. He's good at baseball. If you don't know who he is, He's good at baseball. That's just, that's all you need to know. Oh, Astros didn't resign Carlos Correa. Oh, because they have Jeremy Pena. And no, he's this freaking... guy had a better year than Correa did. That's what I'm saying. He's and freaking... for some reason, he's still not in the conversation of top three rookie of the year. He's a better player than Carlos Correa. Oh, he's way better. And it's crazy because I think he's second in home runs to literally Julio Rodriguez, but yeah. like for rookies, and he was just. He was insane. He and he's great in the field. Like Jeremy Pena, stud. Uh, Dud is literally like uh, John said, the Yankees. But I'm going to go with Glaber Torres specifically. He's been pretty freaking bad. O for four in game one. Uh, what was his game two? Freaking like O for whatever. Oh, one for four. Oh, uh, brilliant play, Glaber. And then um, in game three, he was O for three. And then tonight, obviously, we're still waiting for his game four result, but. Gabriel Torres has been pretty freaking bad for the gonna, Yankees specifically, gonna, and he's I'm been gonna, all over the lineup. 
Like, and now Doug was, just put on a Mets hat. I'm gonna confuse everyone even more and put a Mets. Doug hat on. Doug lives in a freaking sports authority. <laughs> yeah, John, what's that? John, what is that? Um, maybe you don't know this. What's the NHL award that they give at the end of the playoffs for the player who was the best throughout the entire playoffs? Do you know what that is? Oh yeah, I used to um... a selkie or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they gave that in the baseball playoffs, like Jeremy Pena would be the front runner right now. I think him or Harper. Yeah. All right. Um, cool. So let's move on. I have a quick question. Yeah, go for Who it. Who likes more teams that aren't their favorite team, Doug or Derek? Cause he's like, ah, I like the Mariners uh, and the Diamondbacks and the Rays. Like who likes more weird teams? That's not the red, like, for those two, specifically the Red Sox, is it Doug or Derek? Listen, every time I've been to close to 20 stadiums now, so I have stuff from everywhere. I could I could pull out 20 different hats right now, and you know, we could we could do that if you want. So this is just me being a general MLB fan first kind of thing. So shut up. So Derek. <laughs> so Derek's the answer. He likes more yes, teams. Derek wins. <laughs> I will say Doug is way more passionate about his second team than he is about (laughs) five teams combined. Actually, Doug wins. Hashtag beat Derek. Nice. I like it. All right. Let's talk about the surprise of the postseason. Has to be. Uh, Let's talk about the Phillies for a little bit. They won four games to one against the Padres. Two teams nobody thought would be here. Most people thought it would be Atlanta and the Dodgers in this series. One of them going to the World Series. Uh, But we have the Phillies. And let me tell you, Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins are on one right now. They are on one. Harper, uh, Schwarber is too. So good for Schwarbs. And you know who else is? Luke's arch enemy, Dave Dombrowski. (laughs) Because you know what? He's he's in the he's in the World Series for the second time in four years, and Bloom is sitting at home with the stump up his ass because he can't put together a pitching staff, a bullpen, or anything. So take it away. Someone talk to me. I'm going to Barnes first. Talk about because I just I don't want to hear Luke's response to that. Um, <laughs> talk to me about the Phillies and the. I want to say that Dombrowski has done an amazing job for the Phillies and he should be uh, happy that he's there and no longer in Boston because they decided to go with a guy who's like, ah, we're, we're content with just trying to like, you know, get a farm system and, you know, not be in the playoffs. And uh, so uh, the Phillies have just been like just a complete surprise. I picked the Padres. I, you know, I thought the series was pretty close. I had the, you know, like before this series started, I was like, ah, 55, 45 in favor of the Padres and boy, oh boy, did the Padres stink it up. Mm-hmm. Um, it just like, you know, Bryce Harper has been amazing. You know, sometimes we forget how good he is because of his injury stuff over the last couple of years and him shifting teams and blah, 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 you know, but it's like one of these things where I was having this conversation, you know, uh, tangentially to Brogitra Brawls just at work. And then also it's kind of come up here, but it's like Kyle Schwarber, like how low, and I'll ask you guys and I'll go, uh, 
Luke, John, Doug in that order. It's how low of an average is okay to justify having a player like Schwarber who can produce the home runs and RBIs? Like how low is an, like an average that you're like, oh, I'll still roster that guy. 218. Cause that's what Schwarber hit this year with his 46 home runs. <laughs> Listen, the Red Sox stuck with Bobby Dahlbeck who hit what? 15 home runs maybe. And, and hit lower than lower than what Schwarber did. So if you're telling me I can duplicate Bobby Dahlbeck plus get 30 home runs, uh, which was more than Bogarts, more than like at least five people on the Red Sox, JD, Bogarts, Story, every, you know, who the hell am I missing? Bunch of people, right? Um, please, yes. I don't give a shit. Hit 150 and hit 46 home runs. That, that He would have helped a team like the Red Sox so much. That's where I draw the line, but it's, I mean, that's pretty rare. You Obviously, see a guy hitting, it's pretty rare. You see a guy hitting that low on average and 46 home runs because you got to be a pretty good hitter. If you're going to get that many balls out of the park. So you, you would think some other stuff is going to fall in to the field of play along with it. I think it was kind of like a, a, a miracle of a, of a coincidence that he didn't end up with more hits to go along with those. Yeah. So, so just to go back to Barnes, the Padres didn't really stink it up, right? It's kind of like the, the Yankees aren't getting blown out except for game three, right? Uh, when they got shut out and blown out. I mean, it was five, nothing though. That's not a blowout. It's a shutout blowout. I don't know. Anyway. We got to come it's up just, with a new it's term just for that. One team, the Phillies got insanely hot. They have Harper and Reese have five home runs apiece. There were there were four home runs hit yesterday by the Phillies, and it, they're just hot. They're just on a heater. They're, and Dombrowski, right time. Dombrowski and the Phillies made fools of us all this postseason none of us had the phillies getting past the cardinals and they were the only one shit talking dombrowski (laughs) oh i dombrowski made a fool of you specifically i'll do that until the day i die it doesn't change what he did with the red Sox. he brought up a world series (laughs) please Um, no no wait hang on i'll get to i'll get to dombrowski brought the red Sox a world series an organization a fan base that years ago would have sold their first child for that world series dombrowski gets you world series is like we need him fired i hate this guy he's horrible i'd give back that world series in order to like have a better future like no you are the worst fans you can say whatever you want about Yankees fans you are the worst fans you're hypocrites and the fact that you hate this guy for winning you a world series is pathetic don't, don't he, where was he where was he the next year he didn't no, make no, it no. through the next season before he got fired oh it, if yep. we didn't, if we because you're horrible fans. If this was 2000, if that was 2004, I'd be like, yes, finally, whatever. We'd already had three championships. It wasn't time to be like, yes, put all the chips in and win one, and then suck for three years again. We've been doing that for ten years already. Anyway, Dombrowski and the Phillies made fools of us all. They won all four games in diff- different kind of games. They won them all. Uh, one, they want a two, nothing, one hit shutout from Zach Wheeler. They want a four two uh, grinded out win with the bullpen after Eflin and Alvarado and Dominguez dominated. Um, they won a 10 to six slug fest 
by slamming four home runs, two by Hoskins, one by Schwarber, and one by Real Muto. And then today they won a dramatic comeback with Harper's home run in the bot- two-run home run uh, to win it in the bottom of the eighth, four to three. They're a much more complete team than any of us realized, especially me. Uh, the offense hits bombs. Wheeler and Nola are a top tier uh, one-two tandem, and the bullpen, at least based on what they're doing now, is criminally underrated. Um, the 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 Philly bats are on fire, and that was the way they were going to win. They had any chance of winning the World Series. They got hot at the right time, which is really hard to do in the postseason because the pitchers are so good, and they're doing it. Harper hit 400 this series, two home runs, five RBIs, three runs scored. Hoskins. 222, four home runs, seven RBIs, four runs. He didn't have any other hits. Every hit he had went out of the park, and they were all at important times. Schwarber, 400 average, three home runs, four RBIs, five runs scored. The Philly bullpen, 20 and two-thirds innings pitched, five earned runs for a 2.12 ERA. Dominguez and Alvarado are legit stud arms to have at the back of the bullpen. And Alvarado can give you two or three innings if you need to. And I have this in my notes, all right, already, before you guys started talking. You have to give credit to Dave Dombrowski for building this team (laughs) for this one year. He's the chick that you have the one-night stand with. He's not the chick that you – that you, you know, buy a house with and set down roots with. Um, and the Padres, I think, played well, a lot better than the Yankees have in their series, but their pitching has been overwhelmed by a beastly lineup that is white hot right now. Um, all I have to say for San Diego is Clevenger was atrocious uh, today. He was atrocious in the game. He pitched against the Dodgers. He did not belong in the playoffs. Uh, and I just wonder, could Fernando Tatis Jr. have changed their fortune for the better if he wasn't such a piece of hot garbage? Anybody want to answer that before they go into whatever they wanted to say? So the thing is, is Dom- Dombrowski didn't really hire any of the, the only guy he went out really and got was Schwarber, right? I asked about Tatis. i asked about tatis no go ahead that's fine what'd you say about tatis (laughs) could he have changed their the padres fortune for the better oh of course do you think they could have won this series if they just had fernando tatis instead of say trent grisham in center field could have yeah why not you we just got over saying that this was like a slugfest almost Right. Like we were just talking about how they were, you know, going up against good pitching. You need good quality hitters to like even have a chance at it. So, and I think Tatis is a good hitter. So, yeah, I do think that Tatis would have made an impact. All right. So, sorry. Then, uh, then on to what, what, what I said. Sorry. I was, I guess I was in La La Land somewhere. Uh, I think Schwarber is really the only guy that Dombrowski went out and got. Right. Didn't he get Wheeler or was Wheeler already there? Castellanos, yeah. So Castellanos and Schwarber. I think I thought Wheeler was already there. Was Wheeler already there? Nola was there already a mainstay. Harper was already a mainstay. Um, Hoskins was farm, right? It's not like Dombrowski drafted him. Yeah, so so, yeah, like I've always said. Maybe it's just luck that Dombrowski just so happened to be there. It's not what, look, he can get, he's, he's good at signing checks. He's good at 
you know, doing what any of us would do, go to the list of available free agents and sort the category on OPS and be like, oh, he'd be good. Click. I'll take him. What's he going to cost? All right, whatever it is, I'll pay it. You know, he's not creative in any way. He can't come up with unique solutions to to problems. If he's got an unlimited uh, uh, payroll, if he's got a whole bunch of money to spend, he'll spend it. If he's got prospects, he'll deal them for proven players. And that's good, I guess, uh, to be able to do that. I don't think it's that hard to do. Um, but it doesn't do anything for the long term. And the, the idiot signed Chris Sale to an extension right after the they won that 2018 World Series when his arm was had faded his first two years in Boston. He's not good. He's not good for the long term at all. How many worlds? He has two World Series ranks and potentially a third coming. I mean, that's the whole point is to win. I mean, he's doing what he has. Like, here, we, it's a, the team's giving him that money, so he's going to spend it. The team's giving him the ability to trade those prospects, so he does it, and then they win, and that's what makes most fan bases happy. Like you win a World Series, yeah, and then you're he, like, oh, this is great, we won a World Series. Like then you kind of have that little like buffer year, unless you're a Yankees fan, you have that kind of like buffer a few <laughs> years where you're like, good, like you get like a couple years where maybe you're not great, but we're still coming off that World Series. Now, if you have a problem with that then maybe you're more of a Yankees fan, more Yankees fan mentality than you'd like to admit because you're getting mad at a guy for winning you a World Series. You just said right now I would take I would take a World Series and stink for the next three years. So the fact that you have a problem with that, you're like a Yankees fan. Of just course work. you would. Your voice hadn't changed yet when the Yankees won their last World Series. Like, oh, but please, please. Yeah, you know, they won in <laughs> 2009, all right? I was, what, 30 at that point? But... It's um I forgot what I was gonna say. Yeah, I'll uh, take you said plenty of them. <laughs> Jesus Barnes, your turn. <laughs> yeah, the freaking listen, like I said earlier, the freaking Ricky Bobby mentality over there, the Red Sox, like uh, listen, Dombrowski, he gets what does he get paid to do? He gets paid to win, right? He gets paid to formulate a team to win games, and that's what he does. Like like he hit if you're a GM, your job is to because you're you don't get like oh, we're going to sign the GM for 10 years. So you don't, you're not thinking about 10 years, you know? And even if you are sent for 10 years, you're like, oh, well, like what's, what's going to happen? Like I could just stink for 10 years. No, you have to go and win games. You're, you know, the way I see it, it's just like, Hey, he goes out, he acquires the team. He's like, all right, I think this team can win. Boom. Whether like at whatever cost, right. Don't you try to win at whatever cost? As soon as you start putting a price limit on it, then it's like, oh, okay, well, we have to stay within these confounds. And that's where I get annoyed with the Yankees fans who are like, oh, how can we get freaking, we're getting crushed by the Astros and we have the, like this payroll. And I'm like, guys, like at a certain point, like, like, oh, do you want to go cheaper? Like, do you think that the players are better if they're cheaper? Not necessarily always. People, people seem forgetting Heimblum was in the ALCS last year with a strap play uh, payroll doing the same kind using the same kind of strategy that he used this year. So it can work. I mean, he got slammed with injuries this year and they did not recover from that at all, but it's a, it's just like, look at the state. So Dombrowski's got two rings. What happened to both of those teams right after that, that Marlins team, they sold, I mean, they were, he, he was there to win one world series and then say, screw it by everybody. And then the red Sox were because he signed sale because he still had price because he extended 
Avaldi uh, too. They had way too much money committed long-term. They couldn't sign Mookie Betts or else they wouldn't have been able to field a freaking roster after that. He does. You have to give some thought to the future because I'm, I'm not just a fan for this year and next year. I'm a fan until I die. Yeah, so he's not I working for to... you. He's not working for you. He doesn't work for Luke. All of the fans are fans until they are fans. Yeah, until I know, but Dombrowski isn't. Dombrowski mm-hmm. doesn't care. It's just a job. It's a job. When they he when he goes to the Hall of Fame and they're like he has two World Series rings, no one's going to care about what happened in those years after those World Series. And yeah, yes, and the then, Red Sox could have signed Mookie Betts. They just didn't want to spend the money. Like they still, they're still the second one of the richest teams yeah. in baseball. If they that's wanted on the to owner, sign him, not on Dombrowski. They they could have signed Mookie Betts. That was just an excuse. Like Domb- Dombrowski was the scapegoat in that scenario. That's only. Oh, bull. That's only if you're like going to say, oh, yeah, this this ownership, they need to keep on spending and who cares what they spend. They don't have a right to set up an operating budget. You know, they they're not in business to make money. Right. They're just in business uh, to win to win. And they shouldn't care about their profit margin. at all. Well, how much would. more do you make when you win? Like, think about all the money they're making throughout the pro playoffs. Like all every you, you're making money through like the stadium attendance, all the merchandising, like the TV money, like you're making a ton of money. So to say like, I can't stand that when it's like, yeah, like, Oh, well, like they're no, they're making money. And the more you win, the more you're going to make. Like if the Yankees give Aaron judge a $400 million contract, they're going to make back $300 million of that on jersey sales immediately after resigning him so like there's so much more than jersey just, sales like, go to everybody that that's revenue sharing that's I, the yankees I, I, don't get all that money don't, so what you're don't saying is that the, aaron judge is helping the red Sox. so the yankees should resign to aaron judge and the Orioles. guys yeah it would help out literally everyone's teams <laughs> it, just doug uh come on sh- don't shake your head sorry but, dude it's it's just like earlier uh when when the twins got eliminated it's like hey carlos correa is gonna be an oriole next year and i'm like the hell he will no freaking way i will stop watching the orioles next year if i see carlos correa playing shortstop for us swear to god (laughs) the red sox had a 210 million dollar payroll last year 140 million of it was on the field so you add Mookie Betts to that, that would have been a two hundred and forty million dollar payroll. Well, it wouldn't be because uh, you sign Mookie Betts, you can't fill out the rest of the team if they're operating on any kind of a budget. So they don't get all the rest of the guys to fill out the freaking roster. Te- businesses have budgets. If people have a problem with that, you know, have a coke and a smile. Whatever. I we got nothing else to talk about. All right, all right. We got to get back on track. Talking about the Phillies. You three do. Phillies are going to the World Series, and um, we're still waiting to see. Who Can they I play. say one thing about the Phillies? Go for yeah. Talk I hate the, the Phillies. I hate the fanatic. If you like the Philly fanatic, you like a giant green thing with a butthole for a mouth. Like what the hell is that? What the <laughs> hell is that thing? First off, t- side note, he also looks like Orbit kind of from Houston. And I freaking hate Orbit too, because that that thing's stupid. At least Orbit makes sense, because Houston, like the the space thing, I get it. Orbit, Philly fanatic, that's just a freaking crack addict. Like, what the hell is that thing? I hate Philly fanatic. I hate him. If I ever saw him, I'd kick him right in the shin. But all right, more, no more Phillies like, games for Barnes. <laughs> the Phillies, like they're just 
whatever they got going on, they got it going on. And I think the the weird thing is like uh they fire Joe Girardi like in the middle of the season and it's like oh like like the Blue Jays did that too. Like, oh maybe we can shake it up and we'll fire the man the current coach, manager, whatever you want to call him. And uh then you know they make the playoffs both both the Blue Jays and the Phillies make the playoffs that the Angels didn't. We kind of mentioned that before. They tried to shake it up a little bit, and that didn't work mm-hmm. for them. But it was just kind of weird how, like, okay, is Thompson is Thompson the answer? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, were these guys like not playing well for Girardi? Like, you know what I mean? It's not like yeah, football it, where it's, he's. It's not like football where you're calling plays. Yeah. You know, I think the guys were just doing better like when it's a little change of scenery you know i don't know i think there's something to it so they got a little bit of magic going on most of it what happens is players just aren't playing well and they need a scapegoat right so hey you will go with this guy which should have i'm not even gonna not even gonna say it because we're talking about the phillies (laughs) my theory is that he got into something with bryce harper and harper was like oh you think you run this team I don't think so, Junior. And then they got who'd they get? Rob Thompson, a nice genteel Canadian person who is not going to get in an argument with anybody. Did you call him a gentile? <laughs> <laughs> All right, genteel, genteel. Gentil. But, but I guess like it's like one of those things that maybe genteel. I was looking for damn oh, genteel. Uh, I don't know what that's a gentile too. <laughs> the. Uh... My, I guess my may, and maybe this will lead us into the next segment, but it's like, hey, like, does Rob Thompson make the right call? Like, if he was managing, say, a team like the Guardians, does Rob Thompson make the call to put in Bieber, which might lead us into a later segment or if we hit jump on it now? But we'll get to that. When, but first, let's go quickly through studs and duds of the NLCS. Obviously, we know who the studs are. Does anyone have a stud other than Harper, Schwarber, or Hoskins? Uh, Luke said it earlier, Philly's bullpen. Uh, Luke read off the numbers earlier, so if you weren't listening then or if you want to re-listen to it, rewind a couple minutes back uh, when he read off the Philly's bullpen numbers because that that Padres team is good. You know They were able to put up runs, but they were also able to slow them down, so... Dombrowski Gosh. made the trade for Alvarado. Shout out Dombrowski. That was a big move. Five five earned runs in 20 and two-thirds innings pitched. 2.12 ERA. That's no joke. But I had I had uh Harper as a stud. How, how do you not? Yeah. He, easily the MVP of and the, just Nelson. really quick. That home run today, that's a that's his big signature Phillies moment, at least so far. He's gonna be there for a long time. But that's a that's a David Ortiz, Reggie Jackson, like name your playoff hero kind of home run. They are losing. Harper comes up with a man on base and now they're winning. That just that's a D's nuts, man. <laughs> All right. So um does say if the Phillies win the World Series this year. Does it automatically validate the 330 million that Harper got? Yes, definitely. I mean, Philly's not like you know, it's not like that world the Phillies are winning World Series at a clip that you know, like the Yankees used to. 
Um, I think that's what they did. They brought in Harper. He got his World Series, and now on his Hall of Fame plaque, it's going to say World Series champion. I think it justifies it all. I think pretty much any Phillies fan would be cool with that. I think it certainly helps justify it. It doesn't. It don't hurt it. Yeah, don't hurt it. Their last World Series is one year longer ago than the Yankees' last World Series. That's the state of that organization's been in. So, so, I mean, I could ask the same question with Machado and Trout. Like, if they don't, uh, if they don't, if those two teams, you know, if the Padres or the Angels don't win a World Series, is it a bad contract? I mean, is it, was it useless? Like, you know what I'm trying to say? I just can't think of the words. Worth it, I guess. I, I don't know. Not for Anaheim. The, the, the bad contract for Anaheim is the other 25 contracts, apparently, because Trout's the one person who's been doing it his whole time there. So you agree Otani's not the MVP? That's what I just heard. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. All right, all right. I, I mean, you I said think it, for, you said it. I, I, we all heard it. Clip all that. Right. I'm giving uh, two. We have two more postseason storylines. I'm giving them five minutes each. Um, Luke's going to talk to us about Justin Bieber. And this is like five minutes for the whole storyline, right? And then John will get five minutes to rap about Cashman. Who wants to go first? I didn't know I had to talk about Justin Bieber. Did I say Justin Bieber? <laughs> you said Justin did Bieber. I, did I really? <laughs> um, uh, I think that's the most intriguing storyline that's happened during these playoffs. Justin, I just did it. Now you made me do it. <laughs> Shane Bieber would have been on three days rest, pitching against the Yankees in game five. Three days rest. So, as you know, because of the rainouts, or you may not know, because of the rainouts, uh, the ALCS started the next day after game five. Shane Bieber was scheduled to pitch game one of the ALCS if the in, uh, the Guardians managed to beat the Yankees. So, I am just amazed that the Guardians don't trot him out there. Three days rest is three days rest. It's not uh, your normal four, but <clears throat> this is... This is the playoffs. This is you're in game five of the ALDS. Your chance to get into the semifinals of the Major League Baseball Championship tournament. And I mean, he was healthy. He's been healthy. I mean, all year. And I mean, injury concerns are real. Sure. He had arm troubles a year or two ago or whatever, but especially if he hasn't been paid yet. Right. And I think that's the big caveat here is that he hasn't had his, he's still on his rookie contract, but who knows how long it's going to be before Cleveland goes back there. They look like they're primed to be good for the next few years, but a couple injuries happen. Jose Ramirez tweaks a knee. Uh, you know, somebody else gets gets hurt. A couple bad GM moves, and all of a sudden, or, or, or the, the White Sox um, and the Tigers make big leaps and leapfrog you, and, and the Twins leapfrog you in the division. You don't know that you're going to be in the conversation next year, the year after, anything like that. You got to seize the moment. And starting Aaron Savali with his 4.97 ERA in game five is bailing on your fan base and talk about a team is starving for a championship 1954, I think, or 1956, something like that was the last time the Cleveland organization uh, won a championship. So I don't know if it's Francona or the, and, or the GM who made that decision deciding to De deciding to yeah let's let's protect Bieber long term let's not rush him out there on three days rest but I don't care 
who it was. If you're Shane Bieber, how are you not kicking in Francona's door and saying, I have the ball tonight. This is game five. There is no tomorrow right now. Everybody's available. What happened to that? Everybody's available in game seven. Everybody's available in the double elimination game. That It's just, you don't have to go seven innings if you're so worried about that. You're going to pitch six, seven, eight, or nine innings the next day if you're doing well. So give three innings today. And then Tristan McKenzie can give one inning. And then Trevor Steffen goes two innings. And then Karen Chuck goes an inning. And then Classe goes two innings. And you do it like that. But, you know, to just say like, oh, we're not going to jeopardize his future, uh, that's crap. If I'm a Guardians fan, I'm losing my mind over that. You got this jabroni that you're trotting out there during on game five, hoping that he'll be able to put it together against the New York Yankees in Yankee Stadium. And you got Shane Bieber holding his jock in the dugout, just watching, hoping it all works out. No, that's unacceptable. Uh, everybody is available in a game seven, which that really was a game five. Everyone is available. Shane Bieber, maybe the decision was made above your head. You make it your decision. You've seen Garrett Cole. You've seen um, Aaron Boone come out to take out Garrett Cole and say, no, I'm going to finish this game. It's just, it's up to you. They're going to listen to you. That's what they want to hear. I just drove me nuts that they would do that because I want the Yankees out of the playoffs, obviously. So that was a personal decision on my part. Give it to your best guy. I, I, you know, I completely agree. Uh, the Yankees threw Nestor out there, same rest, right? Because uh, they both pitched in game two, I think. Um, and Nestor came out and he pitched very well that game. And Bieber's a better pitcher than than Nestor is I mean dude want to Cy Young you know you throw your best guy out there you know if Nestor can do it on three days rest I'm sure Bieber can do it on three days rest also uh John Barnes any insight yeah I think uh we we talked about it a little bit on the Doug and Barnes show episode and you know, if you want to listen to those, feel free to check out our older podcast by either just swiping back on whatever you're listening to or on bleacherballs.com where we have those archived. Um, I, I said it then and I said it before and I'll say it again is, um, you know, if Terry Francona makes the call to go Savali instead of Bieber and they win, he looks like a genius. Obviously, it didn't pan out that way. So you're like, oh, well, you know, it's obviously hindsight is 2020. And you can go, oh, they should have went, they should have went Justin Shane Bieber, whoever it is. It doesn't matter. Justin Bieber probably would have done as good a job as Savali did. He he could have gotten in out. (laughs) Savali got one out. At least two. Um, because he's cute or something. I don't know. Uh this is not an endorsement of Justin Bieber. Um but you know it's it's one of those things like if he gets the call right he looks great you know it's like one of those things in american football you're like oh man we're gonna go for two on this play and we're gonna go for the win and you know if you lose by one you look like an idiot but he he went for it and you know i do i think it was the right move no 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 no, no. don't hear what i'm not saying bieber is the right move savali was the like oh my god if we can pull this off we'll be in good shape for houston because we need every shot we can with them. Baby, baby, baby. Oh! <laughs> maybe maybe that song is the new song for the Orioles. Baby, baby, baby. Oh! Can you mute him? 
John <laughs> Barnes doesn't say another word. <laughs> John, what do you got? We talked, yeah, I think we talked about this a little on our stripes episode too. I think it might have been a scenario where it's you save the guy from himself. Um, I, I don't know that Beaver could have gone out and pitched on three days rest. Like, I don't know what his arm was like, I don't know the condition he's in, and I don't know how long it takes for him to like really be back to a position where like a hundred, probably not a hundred percent, but say he needs to be 80 percent to pitch. I don't know if he was there. I think Francona is a really good manager and I trust him. And so if he didn't think Beaver was ready to go, like I, I have to trust him in that scenario. I think if Beaver goes out there and has a bad start, if he's not sharp and the Yankees would have, the Yankees were going to ready to pounce in that series, unlike this current one that they're playing in, but they were ready to pounce in that game. And if, Bieber wasn't hundred percent on the Yankees were probably going to eat him a lion kind of like they did Cerveche or whatever his name is. Um, I, so I just think it was Francona saving Bieber from himself. So that was kind of how I took it. I just didn't think Bieber was going to be, be there. Um, so yeah, that, that was what I, that was my takeaway. I think it probably just Francona saving the guy from himself. He's be all right. The last point that Bieber has had bad postseason starts before. So if he goes out there and has another bad postseason start, that starts becoming part of his legacy and part of like the story on him. And I think Francona was just saving the guy from that. Well, so you say it's Francona saving him from that, but if you're a Guardians fan, how do you accept that? He is your best pitcher, and Francona's got two rings in his pocket already. So it's a, it's not going to make a huge difference to him. He obviously wants to win, but I mean, if you're Shane Bieber, how do you hear that and not just long before you were a, a businessman, you were a kid, you know, dream throwing in your in your driveway or whatever your backyard dreaming of going out there in a game seven slash game five and dominating the competition and leading your team to victory. I think that supersedes every instinct you have of business and what's, uh, you know, what's the right thing to do for your longevity. Like, no, you're a freaking man. You're a pitcher. You've been dominating hitters your whole life. Go on out there and do it. This one game when your team needs you to. So what you're saying is you got to play for the now and not for like later. If you're a player. Oh, okay. So not like Dumbrow. If you're a player. (laughs) All right. Got it, got it. John, what do you got on Cashman? So I was just kind of joking because I was just in a bad mood and angry and bitter just saying how I wanted Cashman fired. So, I mean, I think we're going to address this more on like barring a miracle. Like we're probably having a death of the Yankees video. Uh, recording on Wednesday night so I can really address my thoughts on Cashman more there I'll just follow up because I didn't talk too much about the Phillies uh San Diego series so I'll use this time to talk about that and I'll tie it in because you know screw Brian Cashman for making me watch a Phillies and Astros World Series I hate that so much I hate Philly I just can't stand their fans uh the only good thing they have going for them if you ever if you don't have TikTok, download the TikTok app and then look up the Philly captain. That's the only thing this app is worthwhile for right now. And it's just a Philly guy in his Philly accent taunting like opposing teams. Like he goes out and sits by the bullpen and just yells things at the pitchers while they're warming up, starting pitchers, relievers. It's pretty funny. Um, But other than that, I hate Philly. I hate the Eagles. I actually got kicked out of a, a, 
a concert in Boston. I was at, it wasn't with Luke, but it was with another one of our uh, friends. And ironically, it was the one time we went out with this guy and he didn't have a tummy ache. So I got kicked out of a club or of a, a concert. It just was stupid, something so stupid. And I'm sitting outside just waiting for like everybody else to come out. The guy didn't have a tummy ache. And the bouncer there looks just like Donovan McNabb. And man, I just, I was drunk. I was angry. And I just let this, I took out all my hatred of Donovan McNabb <laughs> on this bouncer. So this bouncer is listening to that. Like that's what that night was about. And I don't regret it because you look like Donovan McNabb and that's your own fault. I can't stand Philly. I can't stand Houston. And like, just this World Series is just going to be miserable. The one time I root like for Boston is the two times that the Patriots played the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and even the Patriots had to go screw that up and lose one of them. Let's not overlook it's always sunny in Philadelphia as well as a great thing that isn't that Philadelphia is involved with. Yeah. And you know, what even more sucks about Philly. Like I work with this girl from Philly or this woman from Philly and she's the lazy hoe and she's called out like 60 times, <laughs> like 66 days already. No, I don't care if she hears it. She needs to hear this. All right. She's called out 60 times already this year. I'm constantly covering for her, her kids are like in <laughs> fifth grade and she's like, Oh, my kid's sick. I need to call out for a week. I'm like, your kid's in fifth grade. All right. My two-year-old, I stick her in front of the TV and go check on her every hour. Like enough is enough or, or whatever. However, I need to check on her more, more than that once an hour. But the point is Philly's full of lazy hoes and horrible fans and fat people. And I hate that place. And I just hope everybody loses. Do you this is how it felt in 2000 when the Yankees and the Mets played each other in a World Series. I was not ready for, for John to drop a lazy hoe uh, take and, and, and that kind of caught me off guard. If that lazy hoe is listening, thank you for listening to Bleacher Brawls and please tell your friends. Tell your other hoes. <laughs> tell your other lazy hoes. Hoes in Philly love our show. Um, all right. So my question to you guys is, do the Phillies beat anyone, whether it's the Yankees or the Astros? In the I've West been West. wrong every freaking time. So yes, they'll beat someone. I, 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 me too. I've been wrong every round on Philly. So, see, now Actually, you're all no, hopping so, on the Doug train. I got off a stop early. Nah, <laughs> yes. freaking Houston's going to win. Houston's yeah, going to so win I, it all. So, I'm going to say Houston's going to win. So, they don't. And Philly does win. All right. I don't want to see the Astros win. John, they're not going to win. They're a bunch of lazy hoes. All right. So, I'm the only one going to Philly again. <laughs> all right. The last thing, the last order of business we have to take care of tonight is, of course, involves Luke. Luke, what do you need to do? What's that supposed to mean? That, yeah. So last time I had to charge the mound about something. Uh, yeah, Doug said, oh, Luke's angry about something. So I guess this kind of happens a lot. But yes, I have to hold me back, Doug. I have to call out uh, John and Barnes for something they said. I think Barnes said it first, but John agreed with it. Um, that I was saying the whole time when the Yankees traded uh, Jordan Montgomery away for Harrison Bader, that I said, oh, what a horrible trade this was. This is Barnes doing my voice, by the way. It was such a horrible trade, and Bader's <laughs> so terrible, and Montgomery's so good. He's like the best. So, um, look, I always thought getting Bader was a smart move. Uh, because the Yankees needed a legitimate center fielder. All right. Aaron Judge, I acknowledge, played fine in center field the majority of the year. 
while he was playing there. He was fine. He's a very good uh, defensive right fielder. He's a Doug saying timeout. Uh, Yankees push across run number four. So now it is tied four, 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 four in the fourth crazy fours. Um, So look, my issue was not trading for Harrison Bader. It was giving up Jordan Montgomery because starting pitching depth. And so this is at the end of July, mind you starting pitching depth is a big deal going down in through the dog days of summer and through the postseason. Perfect example. Derek Lowe started the game seven of the 2004 ALCS and game four of the 2004 world series. He pitched himself out of the starting rotation that year. Uh, He wasn't even in the starting rotation. He was the fifth starter, Uh, but they played in two epic extra inning games, 114 innings, 115 innings uh, with the Yankees. And so you needed to, they needed to go to the back of the bullpen. All it takes is one really long game uh, where you wind, you could wind, you could run out of pitchers. It's just, it's that simple. So I think it's important you have starting pitching depth. So why go for Harrison, for Harrison Bader when, and it was really just a jab, also a jab at Yankee fans. I've been hearing all season long that Aaron judges had a, been a lockdown gold glove center fielder, you know, practically he's a tall Willie Mays essentially uh, out there in center field. So if you really love Aaron judge in center field so much, why not instead of targeting an elite defensive center fielder who is going to come at a premium because there's not that many elite center fielders out there. Why not target a really good defensive right fielder who you could probably get for cash considerations or some minor league reliever or something like that. So it was a, it was was really uh, just saying poking at Yankee fans (laughs) uh, because it was like, look, if judge was good enough in center field, then they wouldn't have had to trade away a starting pitcher for a really good center fielder. They can keep judging center field and get, a defensive right fielder for a lot less. And don't tell me, well, they're trying to save judges knees. This is the only year judges played center field, a significant amount of games. And he hit 62 home runs for this one year. It wasn't bothering. It wasn't hurting his offense. So if Luke wants to charge the mound, he can be Robin Ventura all day. Me and Barnes will Nolan Ryan this one. All right. It was a very good move for the Yankees. Harrison Bader is one of the few Yankees that actually hit well in this playoffs. The dude can play. Like, did really, really well. Jordan Montgomery was not pitching in the series. He wasn't going to be on the roster. They made the playoffs without him. You said they weren't even going to – I think you said they weren't going to win the AL East. Like, they end up as a wild card team. That didn't happen. They didn't need him. The Yankees have starting pitching death. <clears throat> Montgomery was the sixth starter on this point. Domingo Herman, I think, pitched one time in this Houston series. Once. I don't think he pitched at all against Cleveland. And Domingo Herman's a better pitcher than Jordan Montgomery. Uh, and uh, on top of that, the Yankees had Frankie Montas come back, and that's another starting pitcher that can give you depth if a game went into extra innings. So the Yankees had two starting pitchers coming out of the bullpen already. They did not need this guy, and Harrison Bader played really, really well, hit home runs that Jordan Montgomery wasn't going to hit, made catches that Jordan Montgomery wasn't hit. Tag team, Barnes, you're in. Here you go, Luke. Here it is. The fact is, you did say that the Yankees acquiring Harris Bader was a good thing. And I'm not calling you out on that. What I'm calling you out on is your stupid remark saying, because you can't have it both ways. Oh, the trade was good, but I don't like the assets they traded for him. You can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't. You can't. 
oh, they could, oh, the Yankees traded for Harrison Bader and he's a center fielder and he's elite. So they traded a premium. If Jordan Montgomery is considered premium, get the, what the, shut the hell up. Jordan Montgomery is premium. Got it. Got it. We we've settled that. Here's the next thing. Oh, they could have gotten someone cheaper. And then Doug mentioned Jackie Bradley Jr. Oh, he, where did he go? Toronto. Oh, they were in the, they were in the playoffs. Oh, guess what he did in the postseason? He had one at bat. You want to know what he did with it? He got out. He didn't do anything. Oh, oh, let's go get a cheap guy because the Yankees have this amazing payroll and, you know, the Heim Bloom, you could do it with cheap. Jackie Bradley Jr. stinks. He stinks. Who else were they going to get? Who were they going to get? What other outfield were they going to get? Um, could go with got Hunter Renfro. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, could have yeah. gone with Kyle Isbell from the Royals. You're just looking Garbage. for a, a defensive right fielder, right? But, uh, but no, 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 no. Aquino from from Cincinnati, or even Tyler Nakin from the from the Mets. Okay, so why? But here's my thing: is why would you just get a guy who can defend? Why don't you get a guy who can also hit? Bader can't really hit. He's hitting he just, right now. Is, they didn't know that in August. They didn't oh know that in August. God. He's a career 245 hitter. Like yeah. his who career the, OPS is like guys? 760. Like it, it worked out great. Yeah, it's a great move. Great job. Great job getting him at the time. I'm like. You're going to get this no-hit, great defensive center fielder? I thought Aaron Judge was playing lockdown center field. Why do you even need one? Get something else for cheaper and keep your – Short up the defense. Why not make you – why not give yourself the best possible defense? You're trying to win a World Series. That's the goal this year. Give yourself the best possible defense. If Aaron Judge is a lockdown center fielder and you can get a guy that's even better than that, do that. Why wouldn't you do that? And the guy, Harrison Bader, can play – Plays like he's got that Edwin Diaz, Narcos, trumpet music playing in his head nonstop. That dude is just going like full out, balls to the wall. Like, why not bring a guy like that onto your team? Because he actually did give some energy. Like, I have to think he's a good locker room guy. And his intensity clearly rubbed off on the rest of the team until, you know, they ran into some pitching. And my answer to that is he's never been a good offensive player. And he did he's done great in the playoffs. So it, it worked out great. But at the time in August, obviously nobody thought that was going to happen. And because with Severino's injury history, Tyone just being, I, I feel like worse than Montgomery uh, throughout his career. Okay, and Herman, that's, that's wrong. Herman so being le- anything out there. You can say, cause you're Herman so being, Herman being a legitimate and, crazy and person. Severino, yeah. Severino might've had an injury history, but he didn't get hurt. So like right. none of the, all your points are like, well, if everything didn't happen the way they, it did happen, then I would actually be, maybe I'd be right. He but was right up until he was wrong. didn't actually happen. I am right. You were right up until you were wrong because guess it's what? It's risk management. It's, it's evaluating risk. risk. And when Severino is injured all the time and when uh, uh, Herman could do something crazy and just retire at any given moment. And uh, when Tyone is so, if all these blah, things that didn't happen happen, then I would be right, is what you're saying. So all these things that didn't actually happen, if any of those happened, then you'd be right. I'm saying if Aaron Judge was such a good center fielder, why they trade away a starting pitcher for a See, center field? Now, he, now here's my thing. Is that your old head logic that you just described earlier in the episode? So scroll back and like listen to Luke admit that he's an old head. You're like, oh, I have a square. I need to put it in a square hole. 
oh, I have a I have a triangle. I need to put it in the triangle hole. Oh, I, like no, they're all first off. And here's my other thing. I'm actually working on writing on something like this that will eventually go up on the Bleacher Brawls page because at the end of the day, you're a freaking professional. You're a professional athlete. You're a professional baseball player. You should be, listen, in my opinion, if you're playing the outfield, you should be able to play all outfield. I understand that playing center is different than playing a corner spot. I understand. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But what I am saying is, oh, wow. Like, why are we going to get a center fielder if we already have a center fielder? Why don't we just get a right fielder? Because it goes back to the, well, if the right fielder who's available is this good, but the center fielder that's available is that good, why don't we just get the thing that's better? Let's just get the better thing. Luke, 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 Luke. If I, if I offered you your fifth favorite food, but also said you could have your first favorite food, which one would you rather have? Uh, your first I would favorite go with, food. I would go with my first favorite. Exactly. That's what the Yankees did. Their first favorite food was Harrison Bader. And then they were like, oh, okay. Or we could have Jackie Bradley Jr., which is like a can of beans. You don't want a can of beans on your team. I think their first favorite food Unless was Andrew Benintendi. <laughs> oh, yeah. And guess what? And you know what? That leads me into this next thing that we'll cover on the Yankees show. Freaking Yankees injuries. You know, we can say all we want about, and we'll get more in depth on this on the Yankee show, John. But it's one of those, hey, this Yankees team looks completely different if Benintendi's in a lineup, if DJ Lemayhew's in the lineup, if Ron Marinaccio is in the bullpen. Here's my story, little storyline is what – major difference maker on the other three teams in the CS round championship round were hurt. Michael Brantley for the Astros. That's one person that I can literally think of. The Yankees have three, four Michael King, big difference makers who are all injured. And for a team that literally had before the season started, before I joined Bleacher Brawls, I thought the Yankees were a third place team in the AL East. And what did they do? They got to the ALCS. And that's pretty freaking good. Who'd you have one and two? The Orioles? No, I actually had uh, <laughs> your, your, the fourth place team, the which wasn't really fourth place, the Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> and I had the Red Sox finishing higher than the Yankees. All right, Doug, wrap this up before we get into it again. We got to get right, the guys. <laughs> Listen, Toronto only missed fourth place by nine games. It's not. You were right until you were wrong. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys have been enjoying the MLB postseason because we certainly have uh, clearly, well, John's kind of on the fence, depending on what happens over the next couple of days, because he hates both teams who are going to be in there. Um, but we had a lot of cool stuff today. Some postseason storylines talked about. Luke charged the mound. So I'm sure we will be talking about that uh, moving forward. Um, we're also keeping close eye on this Yankees Astros game, uh, which is game four Yankees could find themselves not playing tomorrow if they lose this game and the Phillies are in the world series. Who'd have thought, um, 
We are Bleacher Brawls. You can find us on Twitter, bleacherbrawls.com. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can listen to this. All of our podcasts are archived on bleacherbrawls.com. And if there's something you want us to talk about, let us know because we want to cater this to you guys. We want to we want to talk about what's going to interest all of you. And if we're missing the mark, just let us know. Friendly, let us know friendly, friendly, friendly. Let us know. Now tell John and Barnes how wrong they are. Like honestly, like just if you have a problem with us, just be mean. We're mean to each other. We argue, yell at each other. Just we're we we appreciate arguing and being mean. Um, but that is gonna wrap it up for us. The next show um will definitely be on Wednesday, and that'll be the stripe show, whether it be the Yankees are going to the World Series or Yankees Death of the Yankees show. Uh, it's either gonna be one of those two games or one of those two shows. And um, the Doug and Barn show is up in the air this week due to some uh, work constraints of the, of the team. But uh, definitely catch us Wednesday and next Sunday. It'll be World Series time by then. So uh, we'll have some coverage on that. On it's actually Sunday. Thursday. It's recorded Wednesday night. It'll be available Thursday. It's the Wednesday night recording of the Thursday morning show. It's yes, the Wednesday night recording of the Thursday I hate morning you that. show. What, whatever. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. I'm Doug. You know Luke was here because he charged the mound. John and Barnes defended the mound. They were they were the Pedro Martinez and Luke was Don Zimmer. Oh, we won! We won, baby! <laughs> I don't know. Nah, I was... <laughs> We won, baby. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just said Luca's the one charging the mound. <laughs> I respect Zim's gusto. Uh, so thank you all for listening. For, I'm Doug, for Luke, Steve, and John. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you next time. Lazy hoe.